What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The Producers Code, six steps to making your videos actually sell products. Do clients respect bigger camera equipment? Do they really care about the size or how much equipment you really have? Let's talk about it on this edition of the DV Show. Podcasting the ins and outs of digital video. Digital, digital video. video. This, this is the DV Show. <laughs> the DV Show. All right, welcome to this live edition of the DV Show podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming on board. Thanks for joining us on this live edition of the DV Show. My name is Brian. And welcome to this edition. Thanks for joining us while we record this podcast live. You know, it's really weird doing it live because you're looking at other things and you get so distracted and you don't have time to edit. It's just recording. Now, we're simultaneously webcasting over Ustream, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope, and of course, live on the dbshow.com. Now, we prefer to see you there on our website because that's actually where you can interact with us and where we actually pay attention. Now, there's a chat room to participate, so you can come in and interact or just listen and learn over the other channels, which is Ustream, Twitter, YouTube. Now, over the past month, we've been cleaning the dust off and getting back into the swing of things with some amazing content on the dbshow.com, and that has really, 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 really caused some buzz. One of the most, I mean, three of the most popular articles right now that we have on our website is Tilt Shift Video Production, everything that you need to know, seven video contests that you can win right now. Final Cut Pro tutorials. I mean, it's all there on the web at thedvshow.com. And of course, we've been active on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We've been having a lot of fun on all of those uh, social media outlets. So join us. You can do that right on our website. Just link up or just go to one of those social media sites and find us, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. We're also on LinkedIn and all the rest on YouTube. So come and check us out. I want to give a special thanks to all of the premium subscribers who hopped back on board. We sent an email out to about 22,000 of you and I got an amazing reply back. You know, we've been off the air, off the air. We've been haven't been webcasting for about four years, but our website's been up and uh, we've been announcing through email that we want you back and through our website that we want you back. And you have answered the call. I mean, it's been crazy. I've been up since 2 a.m. in the morning. Uh, going through all of the emails and, and reinstating everyone back in, wishing there was a way to automate. So I want to thank Dave Snow from Snow Tech Media, Jason Barden, Paul Hart, Rob Krowinski, James Sutton, Jim Sawyer, Angel Ortiz, nice to see you back, Craig Evans, Roger Kirkhart, our buddy up there in New Hampshire, thanks for joining us again, Michael Benton, Sonic Orb Studios, thank you, David, for coming on board. 
Kathy Benton, thank you for coming on board. Wow, what an incredible response. And those that's just a few of the people who have uh, come on board and have um, become a premium subscriber again. Now, if you uh, are just getting this, listening to us for the first time, and you realize the DV Show podcast is back, you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to personally invite you back on board. Come on and be a personal, a premium subscriber. Come on board with us. You are still in our database as inactive, but we want to make you active again to benefit from the services we offered you. Now, come on board, send us an email, send me an email at brian at thedvshow.com, and your premium account is active once again. We send you a username and password. It's going to be sent to you for immediate access to premium content, and there are no strings attached. It's our thanks to you for staying with us throughout the years and watching. I mean, we made a promise, lifetime membership is a lifetime membership, and we're going to keep up to that for as long as I'm alive, okay? (laughs) So hop back on board. Now, what we do here at the DV Show, if you just joined us, if you don't know what the DV Show is, we've been around since March of 2005. And that's a long freaking time to be answering listener questions related to digital video. It's kind of crazy, to be honest with you. And we've been doing it for so many years, and I, I personally enjoy it. And we take your questions related to the digital video. We answer them on our website. We answer them on this podcast. And uh, we get tons of them, tons of them through email. Tons of them through uh, telephone. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and I enjoy it. So let's do what we do best, and that is take questions related to digital video. And here's our first one coming from email. Nelson asks, it's obvious by my client base that I create great-looking music and documentary videos. Recently, a few of those clients asked me to go a step further and produce a video that sells some of their CDs and musical instrument products. Well, to make a long story short, they are not my clients anymore. Oh, it's too the bad. The videos flopped oh. in the marketplace and didn't sell their products as expected. That sucks. The targeted audience didn't bite. To prevent this from happening again, what should I know when creating a video to sell a product? What should be included? I admit I'm more of a storyteller and not a business person and looking yeah, for your advice. You. That sucks. That sucks, Nelson. Now, um, we talked about way, way back, and I'm still, I still adhere to it to this day because I believe in it wholeheartedly. I love the fog behavioral model in past posts and podcasts. We discussed this model. And according to the model, there are three main components that are crucial to a video's success. Now, we're not talking about a film. We're not talking about, uh, you know, doing a personal video or a movie where you, where you tell a story. We're talking about a specific video where you're going to sell a product. And there are three main components, according to the FOG behavioral model, that are crucial to a video success. Mainly, number one, is motivation. You have to understand the shopper's motivation. Okay, and we'll get more into this. Simplicity. Making the purchase decision a simple one. You have to make it simple for them. And, of course, a trigger which means that you need to add a call to action within the video content. Fog behavioral model really works. Take it from me. I'm a video producer. I've been doing this since I was like 16 years old, and I'm not going to tell you my age now, but I'm sure just by looking on the screen that you can tell. So um, it really, really works. So we're going to show you um, a video right now, and this is uh, 1967. Wilkins Coffee hired Jim Henson to produce some TV commercials, and they were really, really funny. Obviously, these are Muppets, and they were so successful that other coffee companies started hiring him to shoot similar content 
for their products. Now, these it has two characters. One is a guy who likes coffee, one who doesn't, and the classic, you're nothing until you buy this, this product technique. And these techniques have become more refined today, but more subtle and less controversial. I mean, look at this. The guy's in the plane. Are you drinking Wilkins coffee? No, I don't like Wilkins coffee at all. What's up with that? And then he kicks him out of the plane. If you're watching us live, you can see this video rolling right now. Now, Wilkins and Watkins, one didn't drink coffee. I mean, they still send the message that you are nothing until you buy this product. Look at this. He puts the guy, <laughs> he electrocutes the dude, um, which is uh, not cool. So, uh, you know, <laughs> steps on him and all this other stuff. Now, these are classic techniques, but there are some other ways to touch up on, on these areas. One of them Apple uses very much is social proof and to show what others are doing. Okay, people look to others and will often do what they're doing, especially when uncertain about something. Now, this psychological phenomenon is called social proof, and Apple does it all the time. They show what people do with their products, and it's very, very powerful and the viewer thinks that they possess more knowledge or are better informed than they are. So that's one thing that you need to do. User testimonials are really, really important. User-generated reviews can have a massive influence on people's buying decisions. Viewers are more inclined to trust what people like themselves say compared to marketers. And this is a Dove commercial that we're showing right now. And these women are coming on board. They look beautiful. And they're Dove girls. Uh, reinforcing the products, which is really, really good. Testimonials are really powerful. Now, these Dove girls, I mean, it's beautiful skin. It's showing a lot. Now, this is basically, uh, you want to show scarcity of products. And this is a very old uh, commercial from Red Lobster. Scarcity generates demand and encourages people to buy. People want what they think they can't have, and social psychology would indicate that loss of a more powerful emotion than gain. So a person who loses $100 is estimated to lose around twice as much satisfaction as another person who gained from $100. So again, scarcity. Persuade with quality. Number four, this is something that you want to do too within your videos. Imagery is a very persuasive tool in increasing product sales, especially for high value and luxury goods. So be sure to provide good quality range of products and, and just show the quality. Another thing is to show authority. Now, here we have Chuck Norris and his wife uh, advertising some exercise equipment. Now, who better to advertise uh, exercise equipment is a sexy wife and Chuck Norris, <laughs> who is like the, the strongest you know, dude on the planet, pretty much, and pretty much a badass. So showing authority states that you can easily, I mean, it's easily persuading people uh, for someone with authority. So if Tiger Woods told you to buy this golf club, of course, you're going to buy it because he's been successful. And Chuck Norris wants you to buy this. And sales have skyrocketed through the roof because of that commercial. Now, fear is another selling point that you can do inside of your videos. If you want to persuade people to do business with you. Answering their concerns up front is really, really important. So if they have any fears or concerns you want to tell them, or you can use fear to motivate them. I mean, who wants to smoke after looking at this commercial, after just squeezing out a, a lung and uh, all, of the, all of the smoke crap comes out of the, out of the lung? I mean, that's fear. I, I just want to stop smoking from that point on. So <laughs> those are some things that you can do, Nelson, to uh, persuade people to buy within your videos. And hopefully this time around, 
those videos aren't going to flop in the marketplace and you're going to sell some stuff. We're going to put notes to this in our show notes on thedvshow.com. Okay, let's take another question coming from email. Anna asks, do clients really give you more respect with bigger camera equipment or from knowing the quality of your work? Do they really care about the size or how much equipment you have? Does having bigger equipment add to your value? (laughs) I personally love this question because, hey, does size really matter? I mean, you're asking a guy. But anyway, uh, the truth is, Anna, that perception is everything, okay? Now, I know that you don't have a camera this big, but, uh, you know, it's important that you at least have some, or that small, but, you know, you don't want to show up on a shoot with that. But we both know, and as any seasoned videographer will tell you, that it's not the size of your camera, sensor, or lens that matters, but how you use it. Now, some spectacular full-length movies with great stories were shot exclusively with a smartphone. Now, do we care? No, but when it comes to the client who's paying top dollar for a video from you, the size of your equipment and how much equipment you have really makes a great first impression. Now, this was on Kickstarter. If you're watching this live right now, this video, this was on Kickstarter, and this actually makes your iPhone look like a real camera. I'm not going to have something like that on the top of my head. That's not going to impress clients. I'm thinking, but you want to wow them. You want to wow them on the set. It's just as important as impressing them with the final product. You have to have both. I mean, some of these cameras are huge. Now, most of the time, we're working with folks who are mostly not tech savvy. And the minute they see you show up on set with a puny smartphone rig, the first thing they think of is, I'm paying top dollar for this. I can do this myself. I mean, some of these rigs that you're seeing right now on live are just amazing. When you show up, you're just intimidating, and it shows that you know what you're doing. Now, this video here that you're watching, this guy actually puts a uh, GoPro camera inside of an ENG camera to make it look professional. Now, we all know some of these small, compact cameras deliver better quality than their expensive counterparts. And one of the things that they actually make us pro, that makes us pro, is the ability to use cheaper amateur gear and still deliver high-end results. But the impression you make on a client can destroy your credibility and trust. Now, if you show up with a GoPro camera, the client's going to think that you're, you know, wow, I'm not going to take you seriously. I've lost respect. I mean, seriously, take it from someone who has had experience. And I'm sure those of you who are listening who've had the same experience know just as well. Now, this guy puts a GoPro inside of an ENG camera, and he looks absolutely professional, even though that camera is very, very old. You know, and the controls on the outside control the GoPro camera. And we're going to show some of the footage online at the dvshow.com that you can take a look at and you can view more of that if you're really interested in that. So now, if you've ever shot with a, you know what I mean, because if you've ever shot with a full size shoulder camera mount, you know full well that the common person will see that and immediately notice or even comment about how you must be professional. Okay, for no other reason that the camera is large or the gear looks complicated. I mean, it's really that simple. Now, I've heard it a thousand times. Trust me, I've heard it a thousand times in the eyes of the average person. Bigger equals quality. Perception is everything. For the exact same reasons, I see so many professional videographers using a matte box system on a shoot where they didn't really need a matte box. I see full flag kits, stock lenses, hoods, plenty of lighting. 
Spreading out your equipment does really demand respect, adds muscle, and impresses the clients. Really that simple. Now, before you go ahead and you tell me that a good client shouldn't care about your rig, what it looks like or not, or that the final image is all that matters, I agree with you 100%. But in the real world, I mean, come on. You, you have to have uh, perception and impression, a good impression. They're really huge, and it's been worth it uh, the past few times to make choices that really make me appear more like a professional. Now, impressing a client on set can leave a lasting impression, but it's not just that one client. It's everyone you work around. You never know. Nobody knows. You might know the client, but the people that they're working with, they don't know you. And when you show up and, uh, you know, they could be a future, uh, a potential future client. And it's definitely worth it to use that gear that looks as impressive as possible when working with people who just really don't know any better. It's really that simple. If you agree with me, you know, leave some comments in the show notes uh, here and on our website at thedvshow.com. We're going to end this one short today because we're live. It's 17 minutes. We answered two questions. If you have a question related to digital video, visit us on the web at thedvshow.com. We'd love to answer it for you. Come on live at thedvshow.com forward slash live and join us. We'd love for you to participate. For additional tips, tutorials, and to get your video questions answered, visit thedvshow.com. Stay on the cutting edge with The DV Show.